0: Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. This is Politico Energy. I'm Katherine Morehouse. On Friday, California Governor Gavin Newsom released his version of a decade-long effort to transport more water from Northern California to Southern California. The final environmental review is the most significant action he's taken on the issue since he's been in office, and his plan ultimately aims to harden the state's water infrastructure against climate-fueled extreme weather. But the proposal has yet to earn local buy-in and faces strong opposition from environmentalists. So today, Politico's Camille von Canel on the progress and potential pitfalls of Newsom's water plan. It's Monday, December 11th.
1: So longtime California observers will be looking at this and thinking, this thing again, it's back because this is a project that's been around in some form or another for decades. The project itself would send more water from the wetter part of California and the north to southern California, where there's more people through the state water project, which is this complicated set of tunnels and pipes and aqueducts that provides water to 27 million Californians. So under former Governor Jerry Brown, the project proposal was two tunnels. The project in its current proposed form would be one 45-mile-long tunnel that would take water north of the delta and funnel it south, bypassing the delta, and send it down further to Southern California.
0: So why is this move by the governor such a big deal for California?
1: It's a big deal because this project has been around a long time and it hasn't become reality because it's very, very controversial, both locally and statewide. But the people who support this project, including the water districts who would benefit from getting this extra water, kind of think that this is the only way that they'll be able to Have a secure water supply in the future. The argument that the state is making now is that this project would help absorb excess storm runoff during really wet periods of the year, like we had last winter, and store that water for dry times in the future. So they're casting it as a climate adaptation tool, but that still hasn't convinced this very large contingent of opponents, including environmental groups.
0: So it sounds like it is, you know, a pretty significant piece. Could you walk us through who the opponents are and why they are critical of this plan?
1: Yeah, so environmental groups, as I mentioned, oppose the plan because it would have significant impacts to endangered fish, including salmon, steelhead, smelt. It also might has habitat impacts and then there are the people who are concerned about their livelihoods, and that includes fishermen, anglers, and local farmers who would not get the water that they are expecting because it would be bypassing them. And then you have local communities who are concerned about construction impacts. And then bigger picture, I think that this project has the unfortunate perception of being a boondoggle, which is unpopular with everyone. The Price tag is at $16 billion right now. That's the latest estimate we've had. And part of the reason why it hasn't come to fruition so far, despite decades of this being talked about, is people haven't fronted the money. There's also this interesting play where Newsom has tried to curry favor with people in the Central Valley, the really big agricultural powerhouse of the state and the nation, really. But this water would not be going directly to them. It's really more for the benefit of Los Angeles, Southern Californians. Even some of the big farming districts in the Central Valley are at most neutral about this project.
0: So what are some of the remaining barriers or just general next steps for getting this project to the finish line?
1: Yeah, there's still quite a lot of red tape. The Just the permits that have to be granted might take until 2026. That's the administration's hopeful timeline. Then there's construction, which if it started in in 2030, which is what the administration has cited as a potential timeline, would take 12 years. So we're still looking at decades before this project actually would be real. And then more practically, there's the money, as I mentioned. The $16 billion price tag would theoretically be paid by the water agencies who benefit from this project, there's eighteen of them who have already fronted the money for sort of the design and engineering part of the project, but they haven't yet said whether they would actually fund the construction, so you'll see over the next year or so the administration and supporters of the projects going on a big campaign, probably trying to convince these water districts to front the construction money and The big fish among these water districts is the Metropolitan District of Southern California, which is the water supplier in Los Angeles. And it depends on the state for about a third of its water. And it had agreed to fund a previous version of the project. But now it has a new board and it has a budget hole, actually. So they're kind of back at the starting point in deciding whether or not to fund this project. So that'll be played out next year. Also, Bulgaria
0: has withdrawn its bid to host next year's Global Climate Summit, clearing the way for the conference to take place in oil-rich Azerbaijan. The bid from Azerbaijan still requires formal approval from other countries, but it's now the only remaining candidate to host COP29. In other words, the climate summit is likely heading to a petrostate for the second straight year. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our free newsletter at politico.com power switch and subscribe to Politico Pro to read our morning energy newsletter. Some of the music in today's show is composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. And that's our show. I'm Catherine Morehouse, and we'll see you back tomorrow. Today's program support is provided by Chevron. Progress means producing renewable fuels for today's fleets. Chevron intends to grow their renewable fuels production capacity to 100,000 barrels per day by 2030. That's energy in progress. Learn more at chevron.com/renewablefuels.